clicking though? Because that would be annoying if you hear that all day. Like, but uh, honestly, this is the welcome to another episode of the Chocolate Wisdom Podcast. I was supposed to do this with uh, Jamie Abramation, but she's not here, so I'm on my own on this one. It's a little sad that I'm here by myself. No one's here in the middle of the city, and I have to work. But I I like to take this break because it's kind of like <clears throat> it's a little refresher. And I I, I kind of wanted to talk to some people, but I guess. Oh, you don't get to always talk to people. I'm here actually alone. Totally alone. It's weird because normally I would have someone <clears throat> around, talk to, hang out with, but I am totally alone. It's a very weird feeling. It makes my body feel uneasy. Like I should be reaching out to grab somebody, but I don't want to do that because it's like needy situation. I don't know what you want to call that, but it's, it's a, it's not, it's not a good feeling. I mean, it's, I shouldn't say it's not a good feeling. I should say it's a, it's a, like an uncomfortable feeling, like scraping your fingernails on the wall. Maybe not kind of that drastic, but I hope you know what I mean. It's like a, I sort of want to reach out to people, but there's no one to reach out to. I've been so absorbed in my own work that when I look up, no one's around. It's weird. So I'm wondering, is is it, should I slow down and try to interact with people more or should I just, uh, continue with my head down and just keep working? You know, I do, have a day job, kinda. I wear a couple of different hats. I have a small clothing company in China, and then I have a a tech company here in Chicago that helps people get like healthcare related hardware. And uh, today I was working on some uh, a retail device. It's like a little box that you can connect to your. You know the place where you they ring up the receipts. You can connect this little box to there, and you can that box kind of is like a doorway to the data. So that doorway to the data can be connected to many different systems at the same time. It's kind of cool. It's gonna be a real time deal. But I talked to a bunch of software developers today, and they said, "Well, you know what? It's gonna be a quarter of a million dollars just to get a you know a pilot." The fuck? I mean, really, a quarter of a million dollars. But the flip side of that is, I mean, if you imagine you had one of these devices in almost every store you went into. So quarter of a million dollars, you could probably add a couple zeros to that uh, in terms of revenue, uh, which you would get back. I'm, I'm, I'm still working that out, which is probably what I should do to, to get the numbers. But today I wanted to figure out if it's possible to actually do to build out this machine. But I don't really have a story behind it other than it's a cool machine that collects data and presents it in a cool way most you know and the the most cool thing about it is that it does it in real time so it's uh it's kind of cool and there's a bunch of different uses for it like the government could use it to track you for taxes you know 
some of these retailers, some of these uh, businesses out there doing the doing the do underground. I don't want to mess around with the gray industry uh, or, you know, black market is, is the is the top area where the government's like I'm missing out on a lot of tax dollars and uh there's a lot to be said for the black market because I, I feel like that's where all the 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 engine that runs the world is the black market honestly I mean on the surface it seems like you know you got the roads and you got all the infrastructure to get people around like make people mobile and interact but on Underneath all of that is like innate desire to survive, you know, past what the rules say you should do, I guess, or not, not necessarily ignore the rules, but bend the the rules severely (laughs) so that you can, you can scrape up because it's like, if you are, it's like coming to the, the game, uh, to come to play Monopoly, I say this all the time, coming to play Monopoly after everyone started two hours ago. <laughs> it's like, okay, you want me to buy a house and fuck. Unless your cousin or your mom or, you know, your family has something going, you got you got it, you can kinda enter the game and get on the what it is called Baltic Avenue and that's where you start, right? And try to, you know, work your way around to get to to, to get the to the hotels and uh, all the way to Park Place. Which is the obviously the object of the game, but if you come two hours later and what the fuck, unless you got some kind of connection, you got to go like under the table for a lot of shit until you can get legitimate, legitimatized, 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 so that you can, you know, sort of level up to the surface, to the, um, uh, Green market. Is it the green market? Gray, black, and just a regular market, I guess. Uh, Forgive me, I don't remember what it was called. But my point is, I think the black market really is the the driver, the underneath engine for getting new ideas kick-started. I mean, there's other avenues for that kind of thing. You know, you got the educational system, you know elite schools with very intelligent people getting together and coming out with ideas. But I think functional things in the world actually come from everyday people in the black market. And then someone figures out how to systematize it and, and wrap it and and chip it and get it in people's hands. Once they do that, you know, and they, uh, what's the word for it? Like optimize that process. Then you can squeeze the most utility out of that, that, uh, that product or service. But, uh, these are the things I think about when, um, I'm home alone, you know, it's cool, but, uh, I wonder sometimes when I'm, when I'm home like that, I go, what the hell? My cat's like trying to jump on my shoulder. (laughs) He likes to fucking, the deal and maybe you can hear him purring a little bit but uh it's not my cat it's fine can you hear yeah you can hear right oh i got it see there you go see he's gonna he's oh sorry about that so i'm trying to keep that 
Oh, what are you doing? Cat, I can't hear. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh. Here we go. Okay, that's that's much better. See, sometimes he'll he'll get in your ear or he'll he'll do all kinds of crazy stuff so you 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 get all discombobulated. But back to what I was saying about the whole black market thing. Can you hear? Yeah, he's he's kind of hanging out with me. At least I'm not totally by myself. Uh, it, it, not not not. Uh, what's the word for it? I'm not I'm not uh, without someone who can hang out with me for for a little bit. That's all. That's what I'm trying to say about that. Anyways, um, for the most part, it, it sucks to be by yourself for a long period of time. Can't imagine being in isolation military situation or isolation in a, in a in a incarceration situation how terrible would that be i can't imagine i cannot imagine i'm in this huge house and i'm by myself and i'm freaking out a little bit uh, but the cat helps uh you can hear him and just chilling he gets excited he has to come around me at least twice a day to to get his daily pet and uh it works you know, it's kind of cool. And then he runs off to do something else on his own. He's just got a mind of his own. But he's like a dog in that way because he'll, he'll come up to you and sit down. And then he'll lay down right there and let you rub his belly. So for the most part, he's pretty, he's pretty, uh, he's pretty, pretty laid back. He's not a strung out cat that gets freaked out at every sound. He's pretty stressed. He's pretty. He kind of struts around here like this place is his, really, honestly. Uh, so where was I? The whole black market thing. I was talking about the black market thing. Uh, what else was I talking about? Oh, so this podcast. I probably should tell you a little bit more about why the, why I'm doing this podcast. Because I don't know. I feel like just I'm I'm in the middle of some crazy shit. Like I was living in China for a while, and then I came here and. I was looking for opportunity and it fell through. I, I mean, literally fell all the way through the fucking ground. And then another opportunity popped up and I'm running with it as hard and fast as I can. Uh, with, you know, as little knowledge as I have about the, the industry as I, as I have, I'm, I'm able to like parse something out for myself and for my family. So, I think in general, it's more, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's like, it's a good thing. And COVID's not a good thing. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't, and people listen to this, don't couldn't shoot me and try to find my house and blow that shit up. What I mean by that is, uh, this, you know, what I thought was an obstacle, you know, was really a blessing. So, uh, my frustration of not being able to return to China like as quickly as possible had to m- made me sit down and really evaluate what the fuck am I doing. And I'm older. It's like you can't just keep pivoting. You know, you, you build a foundation. You know, and now I'm building a foundation. We're actually building a house in China. So every penny that I get comes you know, goes there and then now I'm like we're actually looking for a place here so we can have something for the kids uh when they're ready for like first and second grade. So uh, you know, we're planning some years out. 
but that stuff takes time, you know. Nobody really tells you about that shit. No. Oh. What what are you doing? Hey. Hey. What are you doing? Get with cat. Oh. Sorry about that. The, the cat is just <laughs> does what it wants to do. <laughs> it's just what the fuck. Anyway, so I'm back on. I can hear myself talk. It's weird. Um so we're you know simultaneously I'm I'm simultaneously building a company and uh uh doing uh I'm out here by myself uh in the US having spent 10 years in China and then I'm coming back here so I feel like I'm a I'm uh what what's the word for it an immigrant cuz 10 years in China you just kind of like get used to the living in that lifestyle and uh for the most part it's I'm re I'm reestablishing myself in in the US so back to our saying I was in the house in China house here uh, like barely house in China. Don't get me wrong. It's not still got to put the floors in and goddamn doorknobs and doors and shit. You don't really think about, you know, everyone has their, you know, there's like upper middle high end, you know, materials that you got to parse through. Uh, you know, my fam's out adding in that, but I'm really here by myself trying to figure this thing out. Um, so, oh, back to the whole chocolate wisdom. I think, you know, I'm older, I'm pushing 50 almost. And, uh, for a lot of us Gen Xers, you know, we've been kind of autonomous and a lot of us are married. Quite a few of us are divorced and making some changes. Some of us have a little couple dollars in our pockets. Some of us are still kind of struggling. And, uh, you know, you're weighed down by all those things that you're supposed to do, like they tell you you're supposed to do. And, and you're, you squeeze that against what you really want to do, what your dreams are. Um, I don't know. It's just, I feel like a, me launching this kind of podcast will allow me to like give, uh, more, like insight as to why, how I'm like evolving into something else, you know, something that I didn't even consider. And hopefully just my rants and having people on to talk with them about their journey, uh, it should be cool. Um, a lot of the podcasts I listen to are polished, you know, like people, ah, you know, they've met some goal, they reached some peak, and then they come and talk about it. Well, I mean, I very rarely see people talk about like while they're, you know, in a in the twenty point six point two mile race, start talking about it at mile two. <laughs> How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, you know. My legs are still healthy. I'm breathing pretty good. Mile five, uh, you know, I'm breathing. I'm okay. Mile ten, um, yeah, uh, I'm feeling it a little bit, but I, I'm good. Mile. 13, what the fuck was I thinking, right? So any kind of any kind of uh, objective that you're trying to reach, you know, early on, it's like, oh, yeah, I got this. And then you hit that fucking wall. 
and you're like, what the fuck? What was I thinking? And then you, it's like a, you got a choice, you know, keep going or fucking pivot or turn or do something else. So I'm pivoting. I'm turn. I'm jumping into something completely different. Like I said, uh, you know, I'm learning about business counting from scratch zero. I came literally to America with my suitcase. I didn't have any plans of staying here more than two weeks. I've been here for eight fucking months. So I figure I should talk about that. Sticking with the analogy of the marathon, 26.2 miles. I feel like I'm at mile eight. I'm feeling good. Things are kind of coming along, but I can see I'm not even halfway there yet, but I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm galloping, but I'm breathing a little, there's, it's a little labored. My, my breathing is like, mm. <sighs> I got my headphones and you know, I did make the, the mixtape, the four hour mixtape that it's going to take me to run this goddamn thing. Um, and ex- being thrown in with a couple podcasts so I can stay focused and relaxed. Uh, but the hope is get in under three hours, but using that analogy. So I'm at mile eight, I feel like. Eight mile, right? Uh, so I feel like when I'm, I feel good, but I don't, uh, I, I know what's coming. I keep, you know, feel the lactic acid building up in my legs. And there's a little little pain, but it's not much. I'm just crunching a little bit. So I think this podcast is kind of like talk to you while I'm running the marathon which is kind of a a tough thing to do because at some point I'm going to hit mile 13 and you're going to hear it. You'll be like, okay, do I keep going? Uh, it's almost like a reality show, sort of. But I, it's not scripted. It's a fucking real deal. I got family. I got I got responsibilities. This shit ain't no joke out here. And I'm older, so I can't be like, you know, jumping from shit to shit. You got to fucking dig in and and roll with that shit. And uh, I think our goal is to be done in 10 years. So retire at like 58, which is beautiful, right? I'm 48 now, by the way. Retire at 58 and just work because I want to work, not because I have to work. But that takes a great deal of discipline. So I'm starting this podcast to let you know what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and uh, bring some other people in to kind of like find out where their head is and see where they're, what they're doing and how they're doing it. And maybe there's some, you know, there's some crossover there where we'll pick up a few things and uh, take it with us. And maybe I can breathe a little easier at mile 13. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of like the people on the sidelines bringing you the Gatorade and shit, the candy bars and peanut, peanut butter, peanut butter and, and and literally jelly um, and all kinds of things and then clapping and cheering you on so that you don't fucking totally freak the fuck out at mile 13 and mile 14 uh, and then mile 18 and mile 20. It's like, oh, fuck. So, you know, one of the mileposts, one of the goalposts, I think, for, for Chocolate Wisdom is to have some students, like high university students last year, who this COVID thing fucked up. No graduation, nothing. 
how they see the world, what they're looking to get into, try to get some kernel of of uh, thoughts, a kernel of uh, the essence of what it what it's like to enter the work world when everyone's doing it from home, as at least in the U.S. I'd love to have, you know, uh, more people who are thinking about moving out of the current field they're in and moving into something else as a new endeavor. Uh, and maybe they're straddling something small, they're building on the side, and they're thinking about uh, whether or not they should uh, jump with both feet. I would love to have those kind of people on. I, you know, I would also love to have like people who are super struggling. Like they're at home, they got family, but they don't have a job and they're trying to hustle something, trying to get put like two nickels together. They're supported by their family and shit just went south, deep south. I would love to have them on and be like, okay, so where are you at mentally, spiritually, physically? What are you, how are you? parse how are you navigating this shit and maybe there's you know some way we can help because you always read the news about unemployment statistics but you don't really get to talk to people who are fully unemployed i'm not talking about those knuckleheads riding the system you know collecting their unemployment check because they don't want to go to work and the government check happens to be larger than what they get in the salary and i'm not talking about those folks i'm talking about legitimate folks that got squeezed out by the upgrade of society, like put to the side because, I shouldn't say put to the side, but uh, squeezed out by the optimization of logistics, of, of mobility for products, people, and everything in between. So if you get squeezed out of the, the ecosystem because someone found a tweak somewhere else, and you happen to be, you want how many happen to get the, the, the butt end of that tweaking. It's a shock to the system because you know for some people they didn't see that coming. I imagine a lot of people anticipate it, but they don't really like. It, it's not fully in their consciousness until it happens, and then they have to kind of figure out what to do. That kind of shit is okay when you're fucking twenty two. You can you can ride it out, <laughs> not when you're 42 <laughs> or 52. I'm wondering if there are how many people are in that situation. I would love to have people on who are kind of who've done like work for a, a work for an organization for like 25 years, and they're at the at the edge of bowing out, but they're still young. Let's say they're 52. They've been in this company or nonprofit or government or whatever for 28 years. They can take that fucking retirement and then do what? What are they going to do at 52? Uh, they worked at the DMV for 28 years. Can get the retirement. What are they going to do? Or I have a friend who works at the you know in in the court system, and uh, she. Uh, has you know people who are in all spectrums like judges and and clerks and you know administrative people and they're all different ages and and different kind of uh 
positions and some of them have been there for years and it's almost time for them to bow out, but they're still young. I don't think mm, many people anticipated us. I mean, I, I guess they kind of anticipated us living longer. What the fuck? But living longer is nice, but it does have its drawbacks, especially if you you gotta you gotta maintain your your existence through work. And it's looking more and more like that. That capability is going well. That ability to work to bring in things that can help you maintain a certain lifestyle and take care of your family or take care of yourself. Maybe you don't want a family. Who knows? Maybe you want to be single, whatever, but to be out there and, and, uh, garner some kind of experience that that's comfortable to you through work, then, uh, and that, and that becomes available to you be from, because of the optimization of work. Um, what the fuck, what do you do? I'm guessing, I could be wrong, but I think it's heading that way. And the ones who, who have, who have seen sort of the path and jumped on those opportunities and squeak and jump and rode the, rode the optimiz- optimization train. They're going to be sitting pretty, looking at the rest of the country, going, "What the fuck?" But I wonder, like, if you hop the train and go, and you sort of subtly laugh to yourself, or pat yourself on the back, or just like be, Phew, "Thank God I got on that fucking train." What does that look like? What does that train look like? Where, you, you know, there's like ten people who have, you know who got on with you, right? And there's like a 10,000 people that didn't. That, I, I I don't know what it does to your psyche, but I imagine you, you start building walls real quick. Uh, that shit's happened all throughout the history. So I'm hoping the Chocolate Podcast will kind of parse through the details of that with some practical ways to look at now, what's some practical ways how to approach these this you know optimization? They call it globalization. I like to call it optimization. I don't know necessarily if it's globalization because we are fucking. I think the countries are so so like uh, compartmentalized and nationalized. You know, me, 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 our team, that kind of thing. Um, but this optimization shit ain't no fucking joke. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm talking to people daily whose whose job is to dig deep into how they can do that. That's what that whole AI, machine learning, all that shit is about that. Optimization. I don't want to think. Let's build machines that think for us so we can do it better. But I don't know what's the overall goal for that. I mean, is it so that we don't have to work at all? That, you know, we can have these self, uh, these self-learning machines or entities maybe who knows organisms quite possibly you know the way we're fucking around with shit that will do the work the hard labor for us and then what do we do with that like there's a lot of free fucking time i mean you get to contemplate all kinds of shit when you have a lot of free time it's a whole different world than you know uh, Denise with two jobs and a kid and a husband, and, you know, two, two bedroom apartment, 
you know, on South Side of Chicago. It's a whole different world, you know, and she can ride a mile or two down to the, the West Loop of Chicago or the South Loop of Chicago and be with like the mid managers or just below the upper managers. Um, anyways, I just want to talk more about that. Um, my interest really for this podcast is to talk about those opposition things, but from the perspective of I'm a, I'm an urban planner, uh, by training and by spirit. Um, I'm an IT guy having done that in the military. Uh, I'm, I'm a jack of all trades. I'm, I'm ADD like that. I'm, I like to get my fingers into a bunch of shit and try to figure out how to, how to make shit. I love that. And for the first time in my life, I, I, I'm diving into details of that. Normally I would scrape the service and build something, sell it and move on. But now I'm seeing like the the whole and the effects of that, you know, you could make a good living for yourself selling you selling or, you know, moving products around the planet. Mr. Bezos is a good example of that, right? You can't do it by yourself. You got a whole team, a whole gag of folks just right there with them, you know, making those decisions. So I'm hoping to share with you about that kind of stuff. And I'm hoping to talk to people who are enmeshed in that and not in a NPR kind of way, uh, very cookie cutter and, you know, slightly scripted, not say scripted, but like edited and, you know, shiny. It won't be shiny at all. It will be just pretty much raw as I'm working through this and I'll come up with shit as I'm doing this. Uh, and, I'll pitch it out to you and be like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. What do you, what do you guys think? What's the, what, how does it work? How did it work for you? And you can be like, okay, I think that's a better way to go about this thing about living this experience. And then, you know, so you can do it together. It's nice. I don't talk about Kumbaya and, you know, socialist tendencies, but I'm talking about, if you do really well and you're able to play, but no one else is there to play with you, how fun is that? I, I, that's zero fun if you're there by yourself because you found a way to navigate the existing system and squeeze out for yourself a way to play, you know, without, you know, heavy worries, you know, at least financially. It's boring as fuck. It's lonely as fuck. It's just, I don't know. I just feel like I'm, I'm, I don't want to go that route. That being said, uh, I still want to be able to, you know, carve out a little spot for myself and my family. You know, being like, uh, I, I've had this dream wish of going to Cambodia. I love that country. I really do. I love, like, how quiet it is and how I'm just at peace. I wouldn't mind having a little hut and just, you know, one bedroom, you know, just living my days out as a hermit. I, I sometimes fantasize, fantasize about that. Just right along the river there with my feet up and some kind of whiskey with the nice, you know, circular, perfectly circular ice ball in the middle and just sipping on that bitch going, I ain't got shit to do today. I'm going to lay my ass down or sit my ass right here and eat till I eat and drink till I pass out. And do it again the next day. Maybe walk around a little bit. But my point is, I, I love to carve that out. 
But, you know, that would get old. I think that would get old after a while because, like I said, just to carve out shit for yourself, your ability to play and no one else can play with you, uh, it's fucking boring as fuck. Anyways. Uh, so that's chocolate, chocolate wisdom. I'm hoping to throw out some kernels. I'm hoping to get some kernels, mostly from the most of you. But I, I, I'm going to throw out some kernels as well. As well, This is all sort of, it's like therapy meets uh, workshop. And a maker's store or something shit like that. It's like you go sit on the couch and then you go do something about it right away. So you sit on the couch and you... You navigate your thought process and go, oh, I don't know what this is. It's so shitty and messy. And when you come out at the end, you have something like a kernel. Be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So, for example, today I, had, I made like 50 calls to a bunch of software companies to trying to figure out how to find someone to partner with. And then I talked to one company um, here. I, I guess they're based in Chicago, but they have offices everywhere. And uh, I was like, uh, uh, he was very clear about um, what I needed to do and how they could help me do those things. But he also was very clear about, I'm not telling you shit. You, all we're going to do for you is you tell us what to do. We're not going to help you navigate your execution of your idea. We're only going to, you're going to write down the instructions for what you want us to do with, with this particular product and then we're stepping away i was looking for guidance i know they work in that industry for sure and they have other clients that have not necessarily similar uh request as me but i'm sure they have insight and my question to my listeners is if you have insight on an industry and you are a programmer or a software development company that has lots of clients within the same industry and you're kind of working on similar things, not exact, at some point, don't you think you would pick up insight on how that works? And if you do, when do you share it? Or with whom do you share it? Your insight. Do you share it with all your clients and say, hey, guess what? This is what's going on. We've been we've worked with 10 clients in this industry. None of you are doing the exact same thing, but you're all on the periphery of something changing here. Hey, look at this. I, I wonder why they would hesitate to do that. I know there's you know, something called professionalism and you want to be agnostic and you don't want to step on people's toes. But I wonder what's the harm? What's the harm? And so I today I felt left out. Like I knew this guy knew something. For sure he knew something because he understood a little bit about the product I was trying to bring I'm um, trying to bring to the market. And he understood the type of clientele that I want to work with. So I'm pretty sure that he had some kind of insight, but his he was very strong about hey. We are only going to do anything what you tell us to do. We're not going to deviate from that. I think uh, those jobs will be replaced. 
if you if I come to you and only thing you can tell me, only thing you can do for me is what I tell you to do, then don't if, if it's if it's instruction based where there's you can parse out you know, step A, step B, step C, step one, step two, step three, with AI and and uh what's that other shit? Uh uh machine learning if i can actually seek sequentially lay out what i'm what you need to do for me that shit can be coded you don't have insight you don't have some kind of uh some kind of uh suggestion on putting me uh having helping helping me getting uh into the market and being successful other than me telling you what to do. I, you know, I just, it, it bothers me. And I'm sure because I'm, I may be a little naive about that. Uh, and yeah, I might be a little naive and there might be some, some really practical reasons why they do that. You know, but it seems weird. It seems weird. Um, Everyone should have a plan, but that doesn't mean you always know what the fuck to do just because you have a plan. And then when you go to execute, all kinds of shit comes at you. So I don't know. Maybe it's like I have to earn trust walking through the system, talking to these people. But I think, you know, it has something to do with cultural uh, influence, like biases towards me. I got to take care of me. And if I don't stay in my lane as specifically as possible, as as uh, tightly as possible, I should say, then fuck. I, I may get knocked out of the lane by you. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm, I'm navigating this and hopefully chakra wisdom will help me stir through this. And Hey, I'm going to sometimes come off, come off as a complete, idiot and i don't mind like you could humiliate the fuck out of me what did mike tyson say you could be if you're super humiliated by something right then there's a potential to be super successful at something so uh bring on the humiliation (laughs) tell me i'm an idiot i can i can handle it uh if you do tell me i'm an idiot I'll, i'll probably probe you and ask you why you think i'm an idiot and I'm open to it. I'm, I'm flexible. I'm, I'm flexible to learning. I'm, I'm not dead yet. I can still move. I can still learn. I can still grow. So I'm hoping, like I said, this, this podcast is like that, a growth podcast. that's raw. And, you know, for the people who are not finished, I am not finished. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Podcast, bitches. I love it. Love it. Love it. Peace out, folks. Peace out. Talk to you soon. Oh, yeah. Now we're back. Chocolate Wisdom Podcast. A little history. A little geography. A little, little love. A little tech. A little, little, little bit of everything, actually. Uh, we can do that. And and more have some guests 
eat some food, play some music. Welcome to the Chocolate Wisdom Podcast.